We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in this Monday morning edition Oxford Exxon podcast presented by Twisted T. More on that here in a little bit. Ole Miss held its uh, first scrimmage on Saturday inside of Hingway Stadium. I was there for that. We'll discuss the uh, the happenings, a lot of stuff at RebelGrove.com. In the meantime, for you to uh, check out, look at some different topics. That's pro sports. Good bit of stuff coming up for you here as we get into the middle of August, just a few weeks away from uh, football season, just a couple weeks away from week zero. Ole Miss not playing, but there will be games here soon with uh, college football. So all that and more on today's show, a show brought to you every day by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. You know about the lunch specials, 569, two sides, bread any size fountain drink with uh with those you can take advantage of the lunch specials there they change every day the ribs wet or dry they'll wrap them up have them ready to go for you there with the oxford exxon and a lot of other blue sky locations around mississippi and then those donuts available clinton and brookhaven for those made fresh every single day a lot of more locations coming soon but right now uh there in clinton and brookhaven again neil in the clark ford studio I am Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. That number call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you are looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It's right to the bottom line. There's no haggle. There's no hassle. You get your quote. The rest is completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. Or uh, you can do what I do, what I recommend that you do. And that's hop into a Clark Ford today. 662-257-1900 is the number. Again, um, Corey and them want to be your car guy. They want to be your truck guy. They'll prove to you what that means. Just call them, 662-257-1900. Guest, join on the Campbell Clinic hotline. The Campbell Clinic is in Oxford now, 2608 South Lamar Boulevard, Suite 102, just across the street from the cottages at Hooper Hollow. The Campbell Clinic provides full-service orthopedic care, everything from sports medicine to foot and ankle surgery to spine and total joint care to pediatric orthopedics and physical therapy. To book an appointment, go to CampbellClinicOxford.com or call 901-759-3111. Walk-ins are always welcome at the Campbell Clinic, Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. Yeah, I don't know. My camera is a little blurry, but it might be a 
better thing for the viewers than it not being. I can't really fix it. I don't know what's going on. We'll figure that out. But nonetheless, I'd love to blur uh, mine right now. Yeah. Do what? I'd love to blur mine right now. That'd be awesome. Well, we had we had a little interesting ten minutes. We had a little technical glitch. I went and refilled a cup of coffee. Apparently, my pot has been going on for a while this morning. It turned off because it's a little lukewarm at the moment. But it's okay. We'll get through the get through the situation there. I've had plenty. I've had drink more coffee than I should in the mornings. But um, I was out of town. A lot of this, Yeah, I was out of town this weekend, and apparently, we had a power outage, and everything, literally everything, has to be reset at that point. There's that's there's. That's not, power out. <laughs> Might as well just bad. start over. Just I, completely from scratch. Kill it. Start 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 from there and see where it goes. It felt like that. I uh I was a fan yesterday, Neil. I um, you know, made a tweet about it. Had a couple people uh oh, my mic's a little hot. Neil needs to turn me down then. I can't I can't focus on the I can't do anything to my mic on my side when we're doing remote, so that's something only on Neil's side that he would be able to fix. Oh, I don't I, I have no I, I have no idea how to do that. All right, let me look in a second. I, yeah, okay. I don't want to blur. I don't want to blow you guys out. I can obviously fix it in the editing for the actual podcast, but give me one second and I'll uh, I'll work on that. But uh, preseason game yesterday, I watched Derek Carr for a couple drives, six of eight, seventy yards. Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, you know what? There was that flicker. We went, hey, not winning the Super Bowl, but hey, division's ours right here. One one, one quarter of a preseason game, and you 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 get all bought in. You go, you know what? It's gonna be all right. We're 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 marching, baby. We're here. It's all good. Yeah, it was good yesterday. Yeah, it's jersey time. Got to buy a got to buy a jersey. Got to buy a Derek Carr Saints jersey. Got to pick your color. Hell, I say buy them both. Yeah, buy a black one. Buy a white one. You don't buy them both. Can't do that. I I have not worn a jersey in a while, but I always lean toward white on that for whatever reason. I don't know. I don't know if it's just I don't feel like the black. I don't know. It's not really necessarily look as good or anything, but I find myself being mostly partial to the to the to the white jersey when that uh, when that happens. I don't know why. Um, I, like, I like the Saints see. white jersey. The Saints white jerseys, it, it's it's pretty cool. I like it a lot. I, I tend to agree the white jerseys are typically better for most teams. I don't know. There are a few that I like. I really love the Vikings purple jersey. I think it's really cool. I like the Colts blue jersey. There's a bunch of there's a bunch of colored jerseys that I like as well. But the Saints white's really good. I, I like this. I like the Saints all their uniforms. I don't, only thing I don't like when the Saints do is I don't like when they try to do like the color rush thing. I like when they stay sort of traditional. Their their white on gold is so clean that they can just watch that. At any they they, they can do that at any point. That always good with the uh, with the with the white on gold. That's my that's my favorite. That's why I don't mind when they have had over the years the ability to go ahead and do the the white at home, and they don't wear the black at home. So it's all good. So yeah, I agree with anyway, you. I, just, I don't know. It was my first. I, I, I followed it. I've read. I've obviously done whatever's needed for the podcast. But yesterday was the first day where I was like, oh no, the NFL season is coming too. I don't know. Maybe it's your team playing a preseason game. Maybe it's you see it because I was not even necessarily aware going into the day that they were playing yesterday. I had not kept up with it to that, that amount. I just sort of read the headlines. I knew about injuries. But then when I saw that it was on television and it was there, I went, oh, okay, we're, we're, we're kind of in here. And then you watch it a little bit. You get, you, you get into it. There's a We talk about the switch that flips for college football and covering it and what we do for our job. I think my NFL fandom switch flipped yesterday, and I'm sort of all in now. I'll find myself watching more preseason games, reading a little more 
it was it, it was kind of go time for whatever reason. Okay. Um, I don't know if that's always been the case, but it happened yesterday. I can already tell for me this is going to be problematic uh, if, if the Cubs are going to be playing meaningful baseball in late August and into September. Uh, unlike the last couple of years where they were completely out of it, and I, I switched to football immediately, and I was much better informed on football early in the season, I, I can tell them this is going to be a challenge because I'm, I'm watching – I'm watching the Cubs, and then I'm watching the Brewers, watching the Marlins, watching the Reds. I'm tr- trying to wheel the boys into the tournament, and uh, that's that's a lot of. I have not seen a preseason football snap yet. You're in that rebuild mode where just getting into the tournament, even if you get knocked out in the wild card or whatever it is, is so glorious. Where it's like, hey, we're coming. Like this, this is yeah. something. This is where. I mean, there, there, there is not a more pure thing in fandom than that because the ultimate sure. result doesn't really matter. That's that's so much more an enjoyable thing than like when I've watched the Saints, where the, the I mean, it's NFC title and Super Bowl, and that's all that really wins. I mean, they win the division, they lose in the divisional round. I'm like, oh God, I'm dying for the next six months. I mean, I want that part. I want that, you know, that Saints 06 season where it's like, no, this is all gravy. It's nothing but gravy. It's all icing. There, there is nothing sour about anything to do with the situation. I'm kind of glad this is happening to me because we we essentially work for fans, and so you have to try to sometimes relate to the fans that you're writing for and talking for. And I mean, I've talked myself into, you know, wouldn't it help with the pursuit of Otani if we made the playoffs, just made the playoffs because the angels don't make the playoffs. He was in the dugout almost in tears the other day after a loss. And I was like, wouldn't it be great if you could have him in the meeting and there's Dansby and all the guys. And they're like, Hey, look, we, we, we were in the playoffs. We were right there. We, you know, we took the Braves to three games in a wild card round or whatever the case may be. Or even won a wild card series, and hey, we played the Dodgers. I know you think you want to go to the Dodgers, but look how much closer we are than you think. I mean, you would put us over the top. I mean, I keep, I've talked myself into that. No, Matt, we're not going to tell Mickey Loomis to pay the credit card bill right now. We're we're staying in the window right now. Is what we're doing. We're just going to keep kicking it down. I know interest is going. I get it. Eventually, it is going to hit you. Or I say that I've been we've been doing this for a decade now. I mean, at some point, do you have to pay the bill? And it's, I mean, it's can, not your credit card. It it's not your money. It's not your credit card. No. I'll never understand that when fans go, you know, my team's just spending way too much money. Okay. <laughs> I mean, and that affects your bottom line how? I mean, well, explain. Well, that's a good point. Like, I mean, I mean, Steve Cohen is horrific at his job, but no Mets fan goes, hey, you know, I really wish we wouldn't spend any, any cash. Like, I, I hate that we're going... 400 million over the luxury cap that just really affects my day tomorrow like who gives a crap yeah i mean it's not like the national debt where it's like this is going to impact your grandchildren no this is this this team your team spending a bunch of money is never going to impact your finances ever i mean there might come a point where they have to hit the reset button and you just turn them off for two years but no yeah um so anyway, hey, Saturday, uh, scrimmage for Ole Miss, which a little bit. Again, a lot of stuff at RebelGrove.com, uh, stories there, as well as uh, my, if you want to call them observation notes. I don't know. Sometimes you don't know what you're looking at. But there are things you can read there at Rebel Grove. You'd like a little more information on what happened Saturday afternoon. Uh, I was very impressed. And I mean this not even like in a media cynical, oh, God, get us off the field because it was so hot way. They were so efficient 
on Saturday. They got through it. They got a lot of plays in. You, you see some scrimmages that lag and there's downtime, and it just feels like everybody's moving in slow motion. I thought they got a lot of work done in a very quick amount of time on Saturday. I think they were conscious of the temperature, of the heat. I think you wanted it at 1 o'clock to kind of get them in that mode of what it's going to look like against Mercer on opening day. It was a bit of a dress rehearsal in that way in a lot of different capacities. And they ran a ton of plays. I mean, obviously their tempo, but it was just one after another. It was really well-oiled from a scrimmage standpoint on Saturday compared to a lot that I have seen over the years under Lane and under different staffs as well. And I, I was thinking about it last night, doing a little prep for the podcast today. And I think you wrote this in 10 Thoughts. And nobody's made a decision. But we only are considering this a quarterback competition from the standpoint of the money tied up in Spencer Sanders, the fact that Spencer Sanders is on the roster and he started 41 games in the Big 12, and then he came in to play, obviously. Otherwise, why would you come? Everything in the world just looks like this is not necessarily just Jackson Dart's job. This looks like Jackson Dart's team, and those are two different things. And that's sort of what I just kept watching on Saturday. Now, look. I think it's a sign that he's ahead, too, that he didn't play at all in the second half of the scrimmage. So for anybody that did not read Rebel Grove, the way they set it up was they went through four quarters of football. Um, They basically alternated possessions in the first half between the ones and the twos, kind of red versus blue, if you will. And then after halftime, Jackson Dart stood on the sidelines and held a helmet. And that's all he did. Um, Spencer Sanders played a little bit, and then it was a ton of Walker Howard show in uh, in the second half. But it looked like, you know, Lane mentioned, hey, you don't get a preseason game, if you will. But we kind of made this what we could out of out of that. Lane's going to talk today, by the way. So if you want to hear from him more, his thoughts on the scrimmage, because we got Derek Nix on Saturday. You'll uh, you'll get that. But that's what it was. It almost looked like, hey, the starting quarterback came in, did some drives, did some things and then got off the field and held a helmet the rest of the time. You see how he interacts with teammates. It. Again, we're not seeing everything, but we see more than we've seen some years. It looks like his team. It looks like his locker room. It looks like the way he he leads. I guess my point is, if it's anything but Jackson Dart, not just taking the first snap, but being the starting quarterback, barring an injury, I'll be fairly stunned because there's no intangible sign or tangible sign that points toward that whatsoever, Neil. I just don't see it. I mean, I, I think we're only doing this competition because Lane tells us it's a competition. And now look. He doesn't lie, and I get he's scared of making the wrong decision. He's talked about that. And I mean scared in a positive way, not scared like a paralysis to make a decision. But when you let it play out, I just trust my eyes, and I feel like I know exactly what I'm looking at. Yeah. I mean, I can't argue with a word of that. Um, it, it If you go to a practice, and you've been to several, I've been to several, there's never been a moment in practice, at least in the fall, the preseason camp, there's not been one where I've thought, you know, this maybe this maybe Sanders has a shot here. Not one time. Um, body language of everybody associated with it tells me it's Dart. Dart very clearly thinks it's Dart. Uh, I've I've yet okay. to hear. And Jackson does not have a confidence problem. That's never going to be the case. No, no, but but it's but it's now it's it's confidence. Last there were times last year where I felt like some of his. I wrote this in 10 thoughts a little bit, and this was not a criticism. It was almost him trying to force the leadership role. There there were times like I can remember like in one-on-ones where he'd make a good throw and a receiver would catch it. It almost felt like the celebration was over the top. You know, it was like forced. 
It doesn't feel like that. It doesn't. None of that feels like that this year. He's carrying himself differently. I think last fall was a fairly legitimate competition. Like I, I think Kiffin and them were trying to make sure that Dart could learn the offense, and because it was so, it was totally different than what he ran at at his school in Utah. It was totally different than what he ran at Southern Cal. It's a completely different offense. Uh, it's RPO stuff that he'd never done before. And he told me uh, on the media day in early August that it was, you know, there were just some moments where things were kind of fuzzy. There were some of the reads were a little fuzzy. Like he, he didn't know exactly what he was seeing. And he said that this year it's totally different. He knows what he's looking at. He's, he's able to go talk to the defensive coaches about what he saw and what they're trying to do and that kind of thing. And he said last year he couldn't have done that. In the spring, it felt like they were really trying to force a competition with Sanders. And it doesn't feel like that now. Like, I still, and I've said this all along, and, and if I'm, and I, 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 I guess I'm getting closer and closer to the day where I'm just going to have to go, I was wrong, and I will. I, I don't have any problem doing that. Yet, as of today, I still don't see the scenario where Jackson Dart and Spencer Sanders are both healthy and both happy the day of the Mercer game, the day of the Tulane game. I I don't see how that scenario plays out. And I don't know what that means. I don't I don't know what options Spencer Sanders may or may not have. I don't know what desires he would have if he were told, "Hey, you're not the starting quarterback. Jackson's the starting quarterback. This isn't a rotation." I don't think Lane puts in a package for Sanders. Maybe he does, but that doesn't really feel like what they like to do offensively with flow and things. A lot of times that change-up pace quarterback screws your rhythm up. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you got you got it going, and you're like, okay, we got to put this package in now because we promised this kid that we put in a package, and okay, here it comes. All right, we completely change cadence. We completely change everything. Okay, now we bring the other quarterback back in, and you got you got off the track, and sometimes when you get off the track, you can't get back on the track. I don't think Lane wants to do that. I could be totally wrong, and if I am, I'll admit it. But that's the one thing classes start what a week from today. Exactly twenty first. So you know, there's another week of camp in quote before classes start, and you have other demands and once you start classes i think this is the way it still works you're sort of locked in at that point so well i mean yeah spencer sanders is not eligible to graduate and go somewhere else right now and the season starts and classes start all across the country in a week so i mean that feels very unlikely at this point um yes from his from his academic standpoint um, so i just don't know how it all plays out and then and look i mean i think we can talk about this stuff now from a salary structure standpoint, this is one of the more expensive players on the team mm-hmm. that you could conceivably take that money and spread it around and and or put it in the bank and save it for the next go round. Now maybe that's not what you would do. I I don't know. No one's going to share that information with us, but I feel quite confident in saying he's one of the top five paid players on the team. And if he's going to stand on the sidelines making that kind of money, that that 
that's probably not the most efficient way of building a roster. And then there's the Walker Howard part. When you get into practice, into game week, in camp, you can do the two-field thing, and in camp, you can manipulate practice, and you can you can get everybody reps. Once yeah, because r- real quick, and, not, and stay on your thought, because I'm, I'm giving it back to you in 10 seconds. For people who don't really get this, the two things we've seen from practice are Jackson Dart looks like the starting quarterback in two. They're getting Walker Howard as many reps as possible. And the way to do that is to put him on the other field as sort of the starting quarterback on that field ahead of Austin Simmons. So he's not running with the ones or the twos a ton, but he's getting a lot of reps. Because that what you've seen from Walker Howard to this point is they are getting as many reps as possible, and he's not actually in the race to be the starting quarterback because he's never over there with the starting quarterback. So there's there are those two things together, but they are doing something to manipulate and getting reps to continue to work. But yes, once you move into the season, it doesn't work like that. And the second team quarterback gets more reps than the third team quarterback because the third team quarterback a lot of times has somebody else's number on him as running scout team, not the, your system to understand what's going on. So just quick primer there. Yeah, and so once the season gets comes around and guys are in class and there's a schedule and you have a finite period of time to get all of your work in because it's sort of infinite during camp. You, you can... You can manipulate camp schedules to get guys reps not a problem once the season rolls around and you're preparing for mercer and then you're preparing for tulane and then you're preparing for georgia tech and you you practice a little bit on on um sunday or what day did they take off this this team takes off monday right mm-hmm. you practice a little bit on sunday you take off monday you come out on tuesday you put in a full day you come in on wednesday have another kind of big day lighten it up on Thursday, you don't do anything on Friday, and then boom, you play on Saturday, you don't have time to get three quarterbacks ready. You're getting one one quarterback's getting, I don't know, 80% of the reps, and you got a backup that's getting 15, 20% of the reps, and then you have everybody else is doing scout team stuff, helping guys get ready. You don't really have, you may have a short five, 10-minute development period some point in the practice, but everything's pretty much focused on getting ready for whoever is next. And the season, yeah. I mean, Walker, Walker Howard, or Austin Simmons as the scout team quarterback will depend on the type of quarterback they are facing that week, because they have access to two different kinds of dudes. Yeah, and I go back to hearing what I was told in the recruiting process, and I don't think this is wrong. I heard it from too many people for it to be wrong. One of the reasons that Walker Howard came to Ole Miss was because he knew at LSU with Jaden Daniels and Garrett Nussmeyer that he was probably going to be running scout team again. And if he was running scout team again, you're really limited on your ability to develop inside the system that you're trying to earn PT in. He, he didn't leave LSU because he hated Baton Rouge. He didn't leave LSU because he was miserable at LSU. He, he didn't leave LSU because he hated Brian Kelly. It was none of those things. He, he was happy there. He, he, he felt like, hey, I'm, I'm blocked from a development standpoint. That's why he left. And it's, and it's college football in 2023. You simply don't keep quarterbacks happy, four of them. It's not possible. No. People don't st- – four quarterbacks are not staying three or four years at a place. So you Somebody can, wins out. You can show me a scenario this year where you have Jackson Dart as a starter, Walker Howard as the backup, happy being the backup, getting development, seeing mm-hmm. his future, 
and Austin Simmons being happy for right now, going, hey, I knew I wasn't going to play this year. He's just in the lab for a year or two. Yeah, whatever. I'm going to get in the weight room. I'm going to learn a little bit. I'm going to go out in the spring and see what this baseball thing's all about. And I'll 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 recalibrate. I'll catch y'all later. I'll recalibrate in a year. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you tell Austin Simmons, hey, man, get ready. You're going to take meaningful snaps this this fall. He goes, oh, God, we had a rush of injuries. Right? A lot of people got hurt. I still come back to I don't know how Sanders fits in that. Unless, and, I, and this might be the case, I don't know. Unless Spencer Sanders is like, hey, look, I'm going to learn a new system. I'm going to learn from Lane Kiffin and Charlie Weiss. Um, if Jackson gets hurt, I'll be ready to go. If Jackson's ineffective and they put me in, I'll t- I'll take the job right there. And maybe that's what he thinks. And maybe he's willing to make some cash while I'm doing it, frankly. Yeah, and 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 they paid me a good bit of money. Um and I'll I'll get myself ready and worst case scenario, I won't play and I, my body'll be really fresh and I'll go get ready for the NFL combines or NFL scouts or whatever or the Canadian Football League or the XFL I don't whatever I, I, I or maybe he's going into coaching I have no idea Chase I'm just saying watching practice and kind of knowing what I know about quarterbacks that's the part that I don't know how that exactly works out where he's standing there on the sideline cuz look if you tell me Let's say the Mercer game is at the half, 38 to nothing. Mm-hmm. Okay? When you come out in the second half, if you're Lane Kiffin and you're Charlie Weiss, and you're thinking at this point, hey, there's no reason to let Jackson roll an ankle right now, or worse. Why don't we send Jackson over there and tell him to hold a clipboard and hold his helmet, stay out of the way, don't, don't get anywhere near anything, and just... Stand there. Hang out. Who who are you better off giving those reps to in the second half against Mercer? They're 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 only meaningful from from a development standpoint. Who's better off getting those reps? Spencer Sanders or Walker Howard? Yeah, it's not close. It's I mean, it, it's a no brainer. So how do you keep Spencer Sanders happy? And if you give Spencer Sanders the third quarter, all right, you just took a lot of development snaps from Walker Howard. You just stole them from me. Oh, and again, and it's it's practice. So I'm not indicting because I don't know what it looks like. And when it's his team, he probably looks different. But in these situations we have seen, Sanders also has the worst body language of the three of them. <clears throat> so yeah. from just a affecting anything standpoint, I think that plays into into it. I mean, it's it's yeah, it's it, it's fascinating. So anyway. Um, more football coming up after the break. First, uh, you're ready to elevate your college football game day experience. Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made of real brewed tea and packs a flavorful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. So whether you're tailgating Watching at a bar, in the stadium, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate your experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. That's Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. It can be tough to train your brain to stay in problem-solving mode when faced with the challenge in life. But when you learn how to find your own solutions – 
There's no better feeling. A therapist can help you become a better problem solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals, no matter how big or small. I've used therapy as a way to handle stress, clear negative thoughts, mentally relax a little. For me, it was a life changer. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable. It's entirely online. You get matched with the therapist after filling out a brief survey. You switch therapist anytime. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MPW today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash MPW. Um, do you hate losing games? Do you hate losing players? Do you hate paying for your insurance? If you said yes to those questions, Davey Ferris can help. Davey has partnered with the Grove Collective. He'll be donating 20% of all commissions, 10% of all renewals on both personal and commercial insurance policies. He can serve his customers in all 50 states. He's dedicated to making sure Ole Miss Athletics succeeds in this era of college sports. So contact Davey at 214-715-7247 or via email at dfarris, that's D-F-A-R-R-I-S, at hillcoinsurance.com. Are you retiring soon? How long should you wait to uh, take Social Security, what accounts should you pull from first? If you're already retired, should you consider Roth conversions? These are some of the questions that can only be answered with a personalized retirement income plan. Andrew Sego with Sego Wealth Management specializes in helping folks just like you come up with their retirement game plan. So whether you meet at his office in Collierville or you prefer Zoom from anywhere, schedule a free discovery meeting and see what they can do for you. It's rebelsretire.com. Stress out about the Rebels, not your money. It's rebelsretire.com. Brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call Southern, 662-429-4429. A-Stock is a Nashville-based online retail company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items Start at just $1. That's right. Every item starts at just $1, no matter what the retail value may be. So shop now at astock.bid. That's A-S-T-O-C-K dot B-I-D. Or download their app. Name your price on thousands of items from big-name retailers. A-Stock has multiple locations around Nashville, as well as Memphis, Indiana, and more coming soon that offer local pickups, so don't miss out. Men's basketball renewal deadline coming up on August 31st. Renew or purchase now to be in the priority seat selection process. Women's basketball tickets are on sale for just $50 per season ticket. Those can be found at OleMissTicks.com. Also, the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation is starting their pledge per win and pledge per touchdown campaign for football. You can go to GiveToAthletics.com to sign up today. And then remember the uh, football party pack still available. Those um, single game tickets going on sale tomorrow, August 15th. And you can get party packs for two, three, and four games. If you bought season tickets already, you also receive tickets and parking passes via email tomorrow on August 15th. Uh, let's see. Um, yeah, it's. I've got a different headphone on as part of the problem today. I thought that I had an issue on my end, and I still think I did, but I'm not 100% sure what was going on. But anyway, we'll work on that. In well, the the, here's the, here's the deal. Before everybody freaks out, we're not going to do a whole lot of this. I've got to get to practice at the beginning today. We only have – we have first four periods access. Once the season rolls around, we don't always go to the the access that we have. And even that day is only like Tuesday, right? We have access one day a week. 
uh, during that correct, yeah. during the season. So we we and sometimes we won't even do that because it's basically just roll call. But there's still camp stuff going on today. So I'll go out there for the first four, four periods and then I'll leave and go back at the end for media opportunity because they kick us out after four periods. But it was an earlier start today, so we're doing this. But there's there's no point in us. Spending. And then the, the, the system we're using because it allows us to stream. So you, you guys get one or the other and we're, we're choosing to stream to talk is that the, the system we use to stream doesn't allow me to talk through my microphone that I have set up in my studio here at home because it only allows one input output together. So I have to use headphones that have an output put into them. It will not let me separate those out for whatever reason. So that's a, that's an ecam issue, not a, not a me issue. I'm I'm staring at my microphone, but I can't actually use it. So there's that. Um, we're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Quinshawn Judkins makes the uh, ESPN preseason All-American team, kind of a no-brainer uh, this morning. Saw that come out. He was over 1,500 yards last year, leads the SEC in rushing for 2022. And it, it's it, it's a good segue into – kind of some thoughts I had anyway about almost this running back room. I wrote about Jam Griffin this morning, the Oregon State transfer. They got some second-team carries. Uh, they used him in the screen game a little bit on uh, on Saturday as well. Somebody who really fits as that downstream depth option. Um, he's got two years of eligibility remaining. He's had a couple really, really good games. I mean, last year for Oregon State, he uh, had 12 carries for 84 yards against USC. He had 10 carries for 75 yards against Oregon. And it's it's a – 
no, it's not a splitter. The, the system does not allow me to separate. It's not mechanical. It's literally the system does not let me do it. Yeah, and, and, um, and listen, we've just before people do, we're not going to do this a lot. It's it's no big deal, yeah. but we have. <laughs> I've Chase has spent a good bit on his stuff. I have spent a ton in here. I can't spend anymore for a while. Uh, bottom line, and so it just kind of is what it is. It's no big deal. Uh, we're not going to do this a lot where he's remote, but. Frankly, from a financial standpoint, we would be better off just doing the audio and we'd be cool, but we've streamed for so long that there would be people who want us to keep streaming. So we're have to we have to sacrifice a little bit on days like today. So simple as that. Yeah. So Griffin gives him an option. Um I, I thought it was interesting. They they really complimented his uh his burst. Uh Derek Nix complimented of him on Saturday. Judkins talked about that just trying to figure out what he can learn and how fast that, you know, to get into the system just from a straight, it's so many games, you know, it's, it, it, it's Quinshawn gave, the more I thought about it, a really, really good answer because you get a lot of, not necessarily hyperbole or anything, but you just sort of get the stock answer from coaches most of the time. Oh yeah. You know, really like what he does or whatever. And Quinshawn goes, well, you know, he's got to learn the offense. We're like three weeks away from the thing and he just got here and, I mean, multiple times Quinshawn goes, hey, this late in the process, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, there was like the skepticism that comes from somewhere, and it came from their All-American running back instead of coaching staff. I just sort of found that sort of found that interesting. But, you know, Bentley was out with injury on Saturday. He's probably going to be okay. It's a minor thing, it seems like. Um, Riscano was in his very first scrimmage as a true freshman. Um, I thought he looked really good. He had almost um, – 40 yards on seven carries, and he was full contact. I mean, that's one thing that I didn't mention at the top here is that the scrimmage on Saturday was very much a um, a thump uh, situation. They were not tackling to the ground for most players. Um, I think the entire team was told if they did anything more than put a hand on Quinshawn Judkins, they would be kicked off the team immediately and run for days prior to being kicked off the team immediately um, because – it's why stats were impossible um, and made no sense because from a run game standpoint, they couldn't get yards after contact. If anybody got even close to a running back that wasn't Riscano, they just simply blew the whistle and said, stop and, and, and quit and, 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 and move on to the next play. So Lane was protecting as much as possible on Saturday with everybody, but Riscano, and he was trying to get Riscano hit because he's a freshman, get him in there, see what happens. And I thought he played well in the, in the interim from that standpoint, but, you know, Griffin does give him a pretty good option. Um, he's a guy that's been around for a while. He was at Georgia Tech and didn't play much and then sort of took a step last year. Now he was behind the uh, all-pack 12 running back, Dennis Martinez, for the uh, for the Beavers. Um, was pretty good in that role. I did watch him and think, yeah, he could help. There's a, there's a package there that makes sense. You don't know what Bentley's durability is going to be like. I mean, you know, there's a lot of stuff in the portal that's kind of weird, but getting that extra scholarship back, depending on what Roscano looks like, I thought it was thought it was pretty critical. Um, I, I really did. I thought that was that that was one that made it made a ton of sense because, you know, I I just I don't know because you run this risk. Everybody talks about, hey, you know, does he look like Judkins from last year? Whatever Roscano is or isn't, I you can't do the Judkins thing. You can't no. just compare him to this special all generational player potentially and make that be whatever. But Lane Kiffin needs multiple running backs. Judkins had Zach Evans, who gained a lot of yards last year. Every year that Lane Kiffin has been at Ole Miss, he's had two running backs that have gone over 400 yards rushing. Ole Miss was third nationally in rushing offense per game last season. So I guess my point in saying all that is, with Bentley's injury history to this point, if you told me that that second back got over 400 yards, 
I think you're looking at a Roscano versus Jam Griffin competition a little bit right now, um, just from the way the situation is playing out. Yeah, I, I think it's pretty obvious why they brought Griffin in. Griffin's an insurance policy. He's a guy who can come in. He's he's played a lot of football, more mature, um, understands the demands on him. Um, you know, they play tempo, like you said. And so sometimes you just have to get the running back off the field for a, a series, let him catch his breath. Um, if he's had a couple of long runs, you got to get him out for a minute because that's just the way it works. And like you said, Bentley's a different kind of back. He's got an injury history. And I like what I see out of Riscano. Everybody in the program does too, but he's still a true freshman. And saying, hey, go be Quinshawn Judkins last year is, like you said, a completely unfair ask. I mean, that's absurd. And so, yeah. you know, hoping that he's the next Quinshawn Judkins is one thing. Planning on it is another. That would be stupid. Bringing in Griffin... Yeah, well, well. Yeah, what's your running back room look like? Well, I mean, Roscano's going to be Judkins, and that's our one-two. Yeah. It's done yeah. right there. Hey, Thanks. Kedrick, uh, we need you to do what Quinshawn did last year, okay, champ? Starting week one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a little bit much to ask. Um, Griffin is Griffin's the bridge in that. He takes that pressure off of Roscano. And that, that way, if, if he does develop into Quinshawn part two, well, then awesome. But if it takes him a minute to get up to speed, that's okay, too. Because now you've you've got some insurance, but you know again in that thirty-eight to nothing going into the third quarter against Mercer scenario, you don't give those snaps to Griffin. You give those snaps to Riscano. You go, hey, go, go, screw up. Let's get it on film. Go play football. Go play football. Make make the wrong read. Um, read the wrong hole. Miss a block. Whatever the case may be. Don't miss your assignments. We can correct it. That's that's going to, you know, go do some things where you build confidence. And and I don't think Griffin gets his feelings hurt in that scenario. Just watching him, I do believe that Riscano is going to be a notable SEC running back. I do too. He looks the part more than most freshmen we see coming into the program. I do too, for sure. There's no doubt. For sure. He 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 does it. You know, and you made a good point. I think it was in Ten Thoughts, might have been something else, was we're not talking about Quinshawn because it seems like there's no real reason to. Um it just is sort of this given that's sitting over here. But he has improved. They've changed his 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 things. He does more. He's more dynamic in different parts of the offense. Um, they are really pushing him in practice, at least from what we're seeing in the passing game. A lot of stuff out of the backfield with wheel routes and getting him into space and finding ways to get him the football. I, it, it, I don't think that's simply just putting it on tape for us. I mean, I think it is what is his next step. And look, Lane Kiffin, we talk about this all the time. He's got one or two dudes that he just gets the ball in their hands and lets them figure out what that looks like. And to do that effectively with a running back, you have to use him out in space. You have to use him out, necessarily, not necessarily in the slot, but you know, a little more H-back, out, around the edges, that kind of thing. So I think that's where they're going right now with, with, with Judkins and what his development is looking like here for 2023. I mean, he's he looks very comfortable, very good. Um, it, it's... I guess I'm just spending a minute going, hey, no, it's it's as advertised, even though we are not necessarily spending any time with it as we, as we talk about it. It's not because something's wrong or he's not showing up or anything like that. And then, two, they're being so careful with him as they should be to where we don't see him in many live reps at all. I mean, there is not a scenario really where he ever gets hit at practice. So Yeah, well, they're, they're making sure they save all the tread on the tires for the games. 
and mm-hmm. they they're getting enough getting him reps to get him ready but not overdoing it and then they're using those extra reps for Riscano letting him get some snaps with the ones letting him get some experience because look i mean it's worst case scenario for Ole Miss but i think Quinchon is made of uh, flesh and bone and you know stuff happens you you have to in the back of your mind sometimes prepare for okay what if we had an injury situation early in the season what if what if you lost him for two weeks you know how do you can you get guys ready and i think they've done a good job of of working that scenario it's another reason you had to go get griffin like if you if you had a scenario where quinshawn got hurt early in the season and was going to miss three weeks you it's it's not right to go it's not fair it's not a good it's not a good strategy it's nothing to fairness neil idiot it, it, it's just, you know, it's unrealistic to go, okay, well, here's what we're going to do. Kedrick, you're going to go in and get 25 uh, carries, and, and we're going to give you 80-something snaps and against Alabama. It'll be, it'll, it'll be fine. No, you got you to bring in an experienced guy at that point. That was another reason to do it. It's just, like I said, it's an insurance policy. Yeah, Griffin, I mean, he averaged 5.7 yards a carry at Oregon State last year. He had a good season, and he has 200 collegiate carries. I mean, you're getting a guy that's been around the block for a minute, but it's not so beaten up that he's got no tread on the tires, and he's just been worn out somewhere over the course of his thing, and he seemed to take that step last year with the uh, with the Beavers. By the way, it's Damian Martinez, so I apologize to Mr. and Mrs. Martinez. It is not Dennis. It is Damian. They had already texted Neil me. saw him live. You would think he would correct me because, I mean, he, he was watching the Beavers a few months ago. I was in December. They were good. <laughs> You saw carries from Jam Griffin, and you never thought, you know what? Let me cover in that cat in about eight months. I guess you should in the world of the portal and whatever. You look around and go, hey, I might have that might have that dude dude with me here here in a minute. Oh, I picked up the phone. I called uh, Kevin Smith. He answered. He was in Coral Gables. He's like, why are oh. you calling me? I said, well, you're going to be at Ole Miss in a couple of weeks, and this running back at Oregon State right now, I think he's going to be in the portal, and you should pick him up. And it, you know the rest. That was it. The power of this podcast, man. Um, defensively, because they were not tackling for the most part, I don't know, from Saturday, feel free to have your opinions. Um, I did th- I did think Deja Young, the transfer, looked really good, um, had a pick, had a fumble return. Uh, they got a lot of pressure on the edges on Saturday, which is, you know, that good-bad thing that tackles didn't do a great job, the defensive line. Didn't, you know, again, you're playing yourself, so every time you do something positive, somebody else did something really stupid. Um, there with that, but I, th- I thought Cedric Johnson had a big day. Um, thought Stephon Wynn showed well. He's, he's impressed me so far. The Nebraska transfer, he's been yeah. really good. Yeah. Um, in practice this point, um, Walton from Georgia Tech has continues to look really good day after day for the most part. Um, they were playing with without uh, Ladarius Tennyson. He was held out for something minor on Saturday, injury wise, not discipline. And then they're obviously trying to figure out whatever life is without or moving forward without Curry Coleman, who we uh, wrote about, who is uh, currently suspended from all football-related activity um, after an indecent exposure uh, charge on August the 4th. Um, you can read about that at rebelgrove.com. Again, heard a lot of things uh, that I completely believe it is not a urinating in the bushes type of situation here. Um, Lane would not have done what he has done um, if that were the case. And I have no idea where this goes. If you told me that it is permanent or at least lengthy, I would not be stunned at this point. Um, so that's really as far as I can. I can't predict or speculate, but that's my uh, that's my guess there with uh, with that as they uh, move forward. But anyway, I, I thought 
thought the front seven did pretty well. Um, you know, I don't know what to make of one scrimmage where you're not tackling to the ground in any way. I mean, it's the the, the crazy assumptions are just crazy because like Reginald Hughes had a really big day. What do I make of that? And again, not 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 no, not but they, they weren't because you're obviously better off playing well than not playing well. But I'm not automatically going to go. You know what? Reginald Hughes is in front of Monty Montgomery and he's the dude. Like I, I don't know. I mean, no. If if you're if you're having a scrimmage where you don't tackle and it's just you're down at thud, that, that's smart from a scrimmage standpoint because no, you're you're lessening the the probability of someone getting hurt. But if you're trying to analyze said scrimmage, you you can't exactly go hot take from that scrimmage because now there will be people who will i'm sure people who already have but the more well it was like with judkins i mean because it's you know he was asked hey you know in the press conference somebody goes hey you couldn't really get a lane like really struggle today and i mean when sean kind of looked at him like i couldn't break a tackle like i i, I couldn't run i mean what we didn't do? <laughs> yeah and they wanted to get some stuff on film. They want to get looks at some stuff. They want to get reps. I'm sure they wanted to work it. Hey, let's work on the tempo. Let's let's see what it's going to feel like at one o'clock in the afternoon when the sun is six feet away from the the, the playing surface. All all of those things. That's that felt like what they were doing. Lane. Most coaches. There are some exceptions. The old school guys, and inevitably, you read about seasoning ending injuries in camp from those guys mm-hmm. lane knows that they're about to play six games in six weeks including games against Tulane, georgia tech alabama lsu and arkansas six games in six weeks where you're going to try to go play really fast and you're, you're you're going to try to use tempo to your advantage and you need as many healthy bodies as you can and so it on one hand you're like okay well are we getting the team ready physically for the contact that's coming and maybe the answer to that is not exactly but on the other hand are we getting to the starting line healthy the answer to that is yes and that's the goal i mean you know yeah you can toughen up your team in the middle of august but if you lose three starters in the process i'm not sure that's a great trade yeah florida lost the a defensive lineman this week and i mean that 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 i'm sure was what mattered from practice not how many reps that some other dude got it was that that guy's out for whatever time period he's he's gone there for the gators our thanks to austin blancet austin said hey guys hope you're doing good quick question do you guys believe jonathan mingo has potential in fantasy this season or let someone else draft him i i i don't know yeah i'd have to look that up so you probably would know as much as me i mean he is physical enough and blocks on the edge well enough and things that I do think Mingo can absolutely be an NFL wide receiver that has some value. But as far as a fantasy, how many catches and yards and that kind of thing, I mean, that's a that's a pretty downstream deal uh, for him, at least here as a, as a rookie as we, we see what's going on with uh, with Mingo. But congrats to him. Uh, see where Anthony Richardson threw a pick on maybe his first preseason snap. Shocked by that. Blown away. Um, you know. uh, I, d- I didn't see that. I saw where uh... – Levis threw a couple of picks, and some of the, some of the Titans fans were not super excited about what was going on there. Uh, well, shocked. Uh, podcast brought to you in part by GNM Pharmacy six six two two three six two 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 two. They deliver locally in the Oxford area, and they offer MedSync free prescriptions the same day each month, and take care of you. You can also transfer your medications very easily. One phone call, 
they take care of the rest. So whether it's Holly Springs and Tyson Drugs or Oxford with GNL, that's 662-236-2222. The uh, College Corner opening August the 16th in Oxford. That's uh, what was today. That's Wednesday. Today's the 14th, August the 16th. So they're coming on Wednesday at the Oxford Commons right off of Sisk Avenue. They'll have more than 4,000 square feet of the best Rebel gear, plenty of parking available. Their staff will have you in and out. And uh, ready for the Grove in no time. Again, coming Wednesday. You can also check out their website, collegecornerstore.com. Uh, Game Changer patches are the only two-patch system available in the market. Stop hangovers before they start. Get the warm-up patch, the overtime patch. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game, ready for your next play. Go to gamechangerpatch.com. Promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off of your purchase. Uh, you can get ready for the 2023 Ole Miss football season by stepping up your sock game. Select one of three different Saturday seven-packs to complete your outfit for each of the Rebels' seven home football games. Step up your game day style with a seven-pack of Dead Soxy premium socks. Cheer on your Rebels in comfort and style. It's deadsoxy.com. We're brought to you by Pinnacle. Pinnacle based in Jackson, Mississippi, but they've got clients in multiple states, advisors in multiple states as well. Uh, they provide detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much more. At Pinnacle, investing is treated like a commodity. Decisions are made using uh, information and research, not emotions. It's mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N wealth.com. Brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. John is... Uh, Part of Virtuoso, it's a worldwide network of travel partners that allows John to supply his clients with added values, unique benefits, simply not available to other travelers. It's 901-494-3387 or send him an email, Edwards at regencytravel.net. We're brought to you by OPA. Oh, it's the perfect place to plan your uh, company dinner, a festive party event. Fabulous food, great craft libations. OPA can accommodate up to 200 guests for get, uh, catering or booking information. Contact Jeannie, 601-421-7147. And we're brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency, connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. If you're on the job hunt, whether you're seeking an entry-level position or you're a seasoned professional, uh, they, they've got opportunities across the board. IT, engineering, dentistry, accounting, law, manufacturing, human resources, or more. Service specialist goal is to get to know you, get to know your strengths, and uh, see what you're looking for in your next career move to help you find the right fit. Give Will, Sydney, or Kelsey a call at uh, 662-832-5138 or check out their new and improved website, servicespecialistltd.com. It may be August, but time to uh, think about some holiday lights by Heavenly Sunshine. We know Christmas lights are beautiful. They can be a lot of work. Let Heavenly Sunshine take care of the hassle and do the work for you. Their full-service installation plan, they'll install, take down, and store the lights. These commercial-grade LEDs that are 100% customizable to your home or business. They take care of the lights. You take care of the gifts. Book your free estimate before August 31st and mention NPW10 for 10% off. You've been serving the Mid-South and Oxford for four decades Full-service commercial residential property maintenance includes power washing, soft wash, roof cleaning, facade cleaning, and window cleaning. That's heavenlysunshine.com, 662-342-1203 to book your estimate today. Uh, Caden Costa also handled all kickoffs and PATs that I saw on Saturday. Um, he did not seem to miss any of them. He made them all. I don't 
it feels like the the competitions there are pretty settled. Fraser Messine is going to punt. Um, Caden Costa is going to kick field goals and extra points, and then I would assume Caden Davis will end up kicking off for uh, the Rebels. I guess technically maybe he's in a competition with Costa, but that's my guess as they move forward. Neil's watched a lot more kickers than I have, so if he would like to argue with me, he can feel free. But no, I mean I I, that's where we're at. We, it's an arrangement with the Ole Miss staff. I I go watch the kickers chases. Chase has an issue with kickers, so you have to keep him away. Uh, I mean, Andrew Wade Andrew Ritter lives down the street. Guarantee for returns. Andrew Ritter lives down the street from me. He's still if I if I see I like Andrew. if I see yeah, him, he's like, he's like he's like oh. is, is Chase there? And I'm like, no, he's not here. He's like, okay, yeah. good. Whew. Okay. Jonathan Cruz dartboard looking. Yeah. Out here. Yeah, that, something like that. That Jonathan Cruz voodoo doll last year was pretty scary. Speaking of late pickups, that was one hell of a pickup. They'd have been in trouble. Yeah. Could have, that, that, that could have been a game changer. Yeah. I mean, I've seen some bad kicking over the years. That could have been a, that could have been a mess. Uh, what do you make of this Harbaugh thing? What's going to happen here? I don't know. The fact that Hey, it feels like deja vu, Neil. I mean, we 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 get NCAA top versus Tom Mars quotes yesterday. I mean, I feel like I'm 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 transformed back into a different time a little bit. I mean, I was reading the story and had some flashbacks. I got cold chills a little bit. I know. I needed to pour some bourbon at nine a.m. I mean, it was it was it was a party when I was reading through the press or not the press release, the story from ESPN. I mean, I, I went woo. I know. I was kind of braced for a week of some NCAA talk this week, and then. That got scu- that got scuttled. That got uh, settled. Got settled. Yeah. Yeah. Got settled. Your, uh, your boy was having to figure out like, what do you what do you wear when you? Or, <laughs> what do you wear when you're called to the stand? You've never been on that side of the jury box. No. Uh, going no. From the jury box to the to the other side. I there. was like, do I have to wear a tie? Do I do I just wear no, a sport no, coat? No, no. Just, just put on a sport coat, right? At most, I, mean, I think business casual is probably still okay. Nobody really cares. Yeah, I think it's okay. And I kept thinking, you know, the little cartoon stuff—if they did the, the caricatures or oh, you want to draw a sketch? Well, thing? if they were going to do a sketch of me, were they going to overdo the bald head, like make the head bigger than it actually is, and stuff like that? I mean, was it going to what was it what was that going to look like? You gave zero thought to Tyler's thing that you should grow your hair out for six months, didn't you? None. 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 Nope. Absolutely zero. Zero. Not doing it. It would not be good for my mental health, so I'm not going to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tyler uh, cashed a uh, an eighty to one bet yesterday for golf with uh, Lucas Glover winning there uh, in in Memphis for the for the FedEx St. Jude um, playoff event. He he could have cashed out. What would you have done? So he was only a $10 bet. I mean, you guys are talking about this in McCready and Siski, but I'll give you a little warm up here. It was $10 bet to win $810, but they offered a cash out with a round to go of like 180 bucks. He had a one shot lead going into Sunday with lots of chasers, including Spieth and McElroy and some other dudes. Uh, I'd have let it roll. Go, go, go. I would have, yeah. It's only ten bucks. Like, yeah, I would have gone. Like, you know, I would. You have a chance to win eight, eight hundred and ten. Yeah, I'd have let it roll. Yeah, yeah, I would have too. There was some people going, no, 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 take the money. I'm like, it's ten bucks. Like, nah. 
I get a story and a chance for 800 bucks. That's worth more than 180. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did, did, no did Glover win? He did, yes. Oh. Yeah, 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 he won. What did Tyler do? Did he cash he, uh, out he, or let it roll? Yeah, he uh, he let it roll that I, that I think, I'm pretty sure. He, um, yeah, Glover hit the ball in the water on like 15, but he made two bomb putts and ended up winning uh, in a playoff. So, yeah, he held on, got it done. So, big day for Tyler. Give me a little warm-up for, uh, for later. But now this, this Harbaugh thing – the strangest part is that there appeared to have been a deal in place, and I know that Ole Miss fans are really, really shocked by this, but the uh, essentially the Committee on Infractions did not approve the deal that Harbaugh and the NCAA had brokered to that point. So the committee comes back and goes, hold on, hold on, a y'all might have a deal, but we don't have a deal. We're going to go through these processes. We're going to do whatever. We're going to move forward from there. Uh, really, it's just delaying it. We don't know what really what the next step is going to be. Um, it looked like they had agreed upon a four-game suspension for Harbaugh to start the 2023 season, and now there's a talk. There's talk about a full um, case, like a thing going all the way through, not a trial, but the committee meetings and all that kind of stuff. They don't really know what Harbaugh's situation is going to be to start the season. They don't know if Michigan might self-impose some penalties just to put something on paper right now and let the NCAA sort it out moving forward. Um, it's it, it's really strange, and then there's also this rare case of they actually gave him an official comment of an ongoing case, something the NCAA typically doesn't do whatsoever. Um, I thought that was odd, and it was this uh, this quote that also said Harbaugh was not cooperative with the investigation. Said quote the Miss Michigan infractions case is related to impermissible on and off campus recruiting during the COVID nineteen dead period and impermissible coaching activities. Not a cheeseburger, said Derek Crawford, the NCAA vice president of hearing operations, in reference to a common oversimplification of the case in some media circles that distilled it to buying burgers. Quote, it's not uncommon for the COI to seek clarification on key facts prior to accepting. The COI may also reject a negotiated resolution if it determines the agreement is not in the best interest of the association. Oh, for the love of God. Or the penalties are not reasonable. If the involved parties cannot resolve a case through the negotiated process, it may proceed to a hearing, but the committee believes cooperation is the best avenue to quickly resolve. Yeah, just just cooperate and we'll yeah, be very nice. To that'll work out. Cooperate and hand it all to us, and it's going to be all right. No, the, the the best strategy for Michigan at this point is to go. All right, we had a deal. We were going to make him sit four games. That wasn't good enough for you, the association. So here's the middle fingers. Here they are. 
We're, he's going to go coach. We're not cooperating. Kick rocks. Good luck. See ya. We'll see you in court. Because here's the deal, and you saw that this this week with the Terry Warren thing and the Rebel Rags thing. The NCAA doesn't want to go to court. They, they The days of the NCAA having an advantage in court are over. No, Terry had a very high burden of proof, and the NCAA still wanted nothing to do with it actually getting in a courtroom. Because even had Terry, quote, lost, end quote, mm-hmm. okay? Even if a jury had not been able to determine that the NCAA, and we're, I'm really oversimplifying this, okay? I'm, so if the, Charles Merkel and those kind of people happen to listen yeah, to this, yeah, and they're yeah. like, no, 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 no. I'm, 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 I'm yeah. taking all. And if you'd like to talk about it on the show, feel free. Yeah, we'd be happy to. Go we'd through. love to have him on. But they were essentially going to have to prove that the NCAA not only screwed over Rebel Rags, but that they did it intentionally, completely knowing that there was going to be damage and did it anyway. Yeah, and it's it, called malicious intent, essentially. They, they knew they, they knew what they were doing was not true, or it was not true, they knew it wasn't true, and they had malicious intent in doing it. Yeah, and look, they probably did, but proving that in a court was going to be difficult. But here's, here's what was going to happen in that courtroom. The NCAA was going to get exposed. People on the record, under oath, were going to point out where they manipulated evidence and where they essentially suck. Mm -hmm. And so they didn't want that. And so they settled. I don't know. I have no idea what he got. I was told it was favorable for him. That's that's all I know. Um, I don't blame Terry Warren or Rebel Rags for settling because bird in the hand, all that stuff. Yeah, you never know what a jury could do, sure. But the NCAA didn't want that thing to go to court and it had it it I'm I'm guessing and I'm I'm, but I'm I'm willing to bet you that I'm right that it was as much because of what it was going to look like and what was going to come out as to what the final verdict may have been. That was going to be a couple of weeks of there was going to be some real damning stuff that was going to come out. That completely goes against all the BS that they spew all the time about how they operate and they do things with under ethics and they follow a code and blah, blah, blah. Stuff that's absolute horseshit. Pardon my language. I mean, it is. It's just a joke. I've dealt with them. They, 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 that's not how they operate. So they didn't want that to come out. So in this Michigan thing, do they really want to go down that road with Jim Harbaugh? If I'm Michigan, I'm like, okay, that's it. He's going to coach the whole season now. What I love about this is the four-game arrangement would have been East Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green, and Rutgers, and he could have practiced throughout the week. It was only on game days that he was uh, unavailable. But it's, that, a, uh, but it's a punishment for Jim Harbaugh not to coach those games. He would rather coach oh, those sure. games. I mean, the fact that he can't be on the sideline coaching his team – for four games, one third of the regular season is absolutely a punishment for him. It is. He would much. Tom Marsh. Go ahead. Uh, our buddy Tom Marsh. Uh, Tom Marsh, Harbaugh's attorney, also issued a statement Saturday saying, "Quote: Pursuant to the NCAA's internal operating procedures and under threat of penalties, Michigan, the involved coaches, and their lawyers are prohibited from uttering a word about this ongoing case. Yet the NCAA can issue a public statement putting its spin on the case." Question mark. Yeah, crap. I, if I'm Michigan, I just tell them all bets are off now. Good luck. They're toothless. They're done. They're done. They're completely done. They should be done. I'm, 
hopefully some of the journalists who are in their back pocket over the years will be done too because we just and I wrote about it in 10 thoughts I won't do it here you can read it at 10 thoughts but we just passed the three year anniversary of a really dark weekend in journalism some of those people have yet to apologize and and they never will they're too virtuous to apologize but they shouldn't have credibility any longer is this is this Michigan situation another death nail because they won't actually be able to do anything and it's just going to get kicked down the road and be whatever. Yeah. I mean, is it, is it more evidence of then somebody's going, uh, whatever, but it's all blustery. Yeah, of course. You're telling me that the NCAA is going to hammer Michigan mm-hmm. over some COVID violations. Four years later. No, not happening. Well, and when they come out and said multiple times, we don't want to harm student athletes that were not involved in the actual timing of the of the of, of the violation. So, you, what are you going to do? You're going to you're going to suspend Harbaugh for six games instead of four. He's just going to appeal it, keep kicking it down the road. At some point, yeah, somebody- it's one it's one level one violation if you fail to cooperate with incident law enforcement staff. Okay, uh, hand me the violation. Ooh, you guys are so tough. St. Elmo's is the uh, restaurant you're looking for there later yeah. in the thread. And Matt makes a good point. I mean, if you if you cross the NCAA, you don't get to be part of the mock NCAA tournament selection committee in February. Oh, what a loss that would be. My favorite thing about that, and I guess it still happens if it doesn't, then whatever, when it, when it was happening – is it was supposed to be like this learning process for media to go and like see exactly how it works. So in theory, you would only need to do it once mm-hmm. to understand the process, but somehow it ended up being the same dudes every year. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow, I guess those guys just needed to be reintroduced to it and they couldn't quite remember because the NCAA build it of no, we're giving media an opportunity to really see behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. Here. Oh, hold the, on. Uh, and it's Shouldn't only, be. only friendly media. It's never the media. So that- shouldn't, Dan and Pat only get one shrimp cocktail. I, I don't see know. I it's mean, a good. It's such. It is really good shrimp. It is. It's it, a great shrimp cocktail. It really it is. is. I mean, it just that's the kind of thing you just can't take that away from them. I mean, if you're going to give it to them once, you got to keep bringing them back. I mean, you can't tease them with that. It's a good steak. It's it's a opportunity to get locked up in a in a big hotel suite there in downtown Indy and break down basketball teams. I mean, if you can't have Wolkin's opinion on whether St. Joe's belongs in the field or not, I just don't know what the purpose of living is anymore. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll get it again in a few months. It'll happen again. Oh, I can't wait. It's going uh, to be, be great. Yeah. going to be so good to find out that, you know, the big debate is, do you take nine out of the ACC or not? Ah. Here's here's how this is a really hard decision. Oh, it's gonna be great. Maryland or Troy for that last spot. Hope they wear masks uh, though, because you know, no, uh, COVID might kick around again. I hope they mask up. Yeah, it was a dark yeah. day. It was a dark day when the Big Ten decided to play. That's what Nicole said. Dark day. That maybe the darkest day. I think it was darkest. Darkest day. 
some uh, real world thanks for uh, helping get the podcast off and running this morning. Uh, Northeast Spark, NESPARC, service people across rural communities, two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio, your hometown team, bringing you world-class broadband. That's anyspark.com, 662-238-3159, phone service, portal controls, network security, and much more. So again, get the best internet in Lafayette County. That's 662-238-3159. Get the beautiful and healthy smile you deserve at Corinth Dental. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative, state-of-the-art procedures that will result in a beautiful Long-lasting smile from routine checkups to advanced treatment, including implants and Invisalign. Corinth Dental is here to help you achieve your smile goals. So schedule your appointment today. Take the first step toward a better version of yourself. It's CorinthDental.com. Are you a displaced corporate executive? Are you wanting to put your career in your own hands? Are you an experienced entrepreneur looking to diversify? Andy Ludeke can help. He's a longtime Rivals board member a diehard college football fan. He's a franchise veteran who owns multiple franchises and businesses. He uses his expertise to help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. So call Andy, put your life and your career in your own hands. It's 100% free. You have nothing to lose. Find your perfect franchise at myperfectfranchise.net or contact Andy at andy at myperfectfranchise.net or you can call his cell 404 404- Nine seven three nine nine zero one, and we're brought to you by Southern Traditions Farm. It's a sixty-eight acre, thirty-two stall upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. Two sand rings, a grass ring, miles of wooded trails. So much offered at Southern Traditions, including horseback riding offerings from beginner lessons with Susan Walt to buying your first horse and competing at nationally recognized competition. There's also um, a lot going on there in terms of uh, the ability to hold events. Uh, reunions, that type thing at Southern Traditions Farm. So to learn more, get in touch with them on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm. Podcast is brought to you by Prime Shrimp, primeshrimp.com. Seven different flavors available for you, the New Orleans style barbecue, the signature, and many more. The full meals in a bag, the garlic herb butter, and the French Quarter Alfredo. They also have their two-pound bags of individually frozen shrimp, well, like was at the grocery store, it's a very higher quality shrimp than the New Orleans-based company. Use code RG, buy five pouches or more, maybe your favorites, maybe get a sample there with Prime Shrimp. Again, that's code RG, primeshrimp.com. Uh, let's see where I had something up a second ago. Where was it? Um, you following this uh, situation with... Uh, Bronco very much, not traveling amid the MLB situation. What are they going to do? No, I haven't. What's what's going on? With Major League Baseball looking to social media posts involving uh, Tampa Bay shortstop Wander Franco, the uh, 22-year-old all-star did not travel on the team plane to San Francisco ahead of the Rays series with the Giants. During today's game, we were made aware of a social media posts that are circulating regarding Franco. The uh, Rays said in a statement, we take the situation seriously and are in close contact with Major League Baseball. Um Let's see, looking for it to actually say in the thing. There's speculation that has something to do with uh, contact with a minor, it appears, just judging oh. by the internet. Oh. Yeah. Oh, it's not a good thing. Earlier this season, the Rays benched him for, quote, not being the best teammate. Yeah. Um, and the way he's handled his own field frustrations, blah, 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 blah. But, yeah, anyway. Um the internet says that it potentially has something to do with So I'm, I'm being careful here because whatever, but 
yeah, it appears to be something minor related. Yeah, the team is doing its due diligence. The league doing its due diligence. The Rays did not specify the nature of the social media content in their statement. However, on Sunday, online posts went viral that alleged Franco 22 engaged in an inappropriate relationship with a minor. Um, Kevin Cash, the Rays manager, says, I'm aware of the speculation. I'm not going to comment any further on that. But the day off was because it's a day off. That's what he said. Yeah. Uh, NBA making a little news here. James I mean, Harden I mean, look, uh, if, if, oh. if baseball doesn't work out, I mean, he could run for Senate. That's true. Oh, there you go. Uh, let's see. James Harden he ripped uh, 76ers president Daryl Morey over the weekend. He says, quote, Morey's a liar and I'll never be part of an organization that he's part of. He said during an media event in China, of all places, quote, let me say it again, Daryl Morey is a liar, and I will never be part of an organization that he is part of. <laughs> For the Sixers, man. I mean. Always. I mean. They're kind of the basketball version of what I was talking about with the Orioles, right? Like, at the end of the day, there's always something. Like, okay, sure. Like, it's. <laughs> if you're Joel Embiid. There's a part of you today that wants to pick up the phone and call your agent and go, hey, um, what are the odds I can get out of here? Because the best version of the Sixers in this window being open was the Jimmy Butler version. He's gone. He's not coming back. Harden is older now. He's making an absolute fortune. I think it's $35 million. He's still an elite scorer, had a bunch of games where he scored 20-something points. He had a couple of games where he had 20-something assists. I mean, he's an, he's an elite offensive player. He's a bad defensive player. I don't know that there's a championship-level team that looks at this landscape and says, all right, if we added James Harden, we win a title. And so if you don't do that, if you're a, a development team, you're like, I'm not giving up assets and and for, for James Harden. You're the Sixers, and now he's come out publicly and says, Daryl Morey's a liar. I'm not going to play for him ever. Let me repeat that. Then he repeats it. I don't know what kind of trade value you can even get for him at this point. And if I'm Embiid, I'm just like, man, maybe he loves Philadelphia. Maybe he loves the organization. Maybe he's he's a loyalty guy, and he's just going to stay there forever, Chase. But seems like this would be a chance to go, hey, I know camp's getting ready to start in about a month. Let's – should we put out some trade demand? Get out of here? Because nobody wanted Harden in his contract. No. No, I mean... I mean, the Clippers didn't make that move. Well, does James Harden move the needle for the Clippers? Does he make the Clippers a title contender? Kawhi Leonard can't stay healthy. Paul George, bless his heart, can't stay healthy. They're getting older. They, they've traded all their assets away to the Thunder. They don't have any picks to trade. I mean, if you what, what are you going to give? I mean, who are you giving up? What are you doing? I mean, and, and does he does he make you a better team than Phoenix or Denver or the Lakers? No, no, and no. Why, why do you do that? There's no point in doing it. Just to add another. So you get James Harden, Kawhi Leonard, and Paul George on the court at the same time, looking at each other. Go, okay. Well, whose turn is it? That doesn't work. That's not how you win basketball. And no other team wants to. 
if you're a development team with assets, are you taking James Harden? No, absolutely not. You're trading assets for 30-something-year-old James Harden? Who, when he just makes up his mind that he's going to quit, he quits? No, no chance. And there's no way he's a positive influence on anything. No way. No. Best case scenario, he's statistically, and he's good on the court, but he still is a disaster everywhere else. This goes, case. this goes way back. I mean, this goes back to the 2012 NBA Finals. There was a reason the Thunder traded him. They took a lot of heat for it, deservedly so, but they traded him for a reason. Yeah, I saw it. Went kind of nodded. Went, yep, I get it. And so, if you're, it, if you're, if you're, you know, if you're Joel Embiid, who's a, a great basketball player, and from all accounts, a really great guy who puts in the work and puts in the effort, and I mean, you got to look at the East landscape right now and say, are we winning? And if if he, if he thinks he's not, this is his win. And again, maybe maybe he loves Philadelphia. Maybe he he doesn't want to leave. Maybe he feels a loyalty to that organization that's unshakable. But put Joel Embiid on the trade market, and wow, that'll that'll shake things up. Yeah, you mentioned the Cubs at the top of the show. They are uh, three and a half out in the division, a half game out in the wild card. There in the uh, in the National League, just getting everybody a little context there to the uh, who are we, who are we behind the Marlins or the Reds? Uh, in the National League, you are the you're the first team out, tied with the Reds at a half game out. The Marlins have the last spot. Okay. Well, the Cubs schedule. Phillies are plus three. Giants are plus one and a half. Marlins are in, and Cubs and Reds half out. The Cubs schedule gets really light over the next two weeks. They play the White Sox, the Royals, the Tigers, and the Pirates over the next two weeks. Meanwhile, Milwaukee has a difficult schedule coming up Milwaukee just feasted on Pittsburgh and the White Sox so now the Cubs have to feast on them and hope that Milwaukee struggles Cincinnati feels like they're fading they they feel like the tank's kind of empty now watch them go win 12 in a row make me look like an idiot but I, I don't I don't think they will uh, just a quick rundown, and we'll close the show. Braves 11 up in the east. Brewers, again, three and a half up in the central. Dodgers, eight and a half up in the west over the Giants. And in the AL, the uh, Orioles up three over the Rays, eight over the Blue Jays. Twins up four and a half over Cleveland. And then the Rangers, two and a half ahead of the uh, Astros. The Mariners kind of hanging in there a little bit at six and a half. So that is your uh, standings there in Major League Baseball. Preseason um, AP poll gets released today. Does it? Yeah. Okay. I did mine sure. yesterday in, in 10 thoughts. I, I had Ole Miss at 19. Yeah, I saw that. So you I, know, LSU high, you didn't have Tulane in at all. Um, no, I'm not high on Tulane. The more I hear, the less less high I'm, I'm on the way. And you think they might be 0-2? Yeah, I'd bet on 0-2. Yeah, that's what I mean. South Alabama the week before at home against uh, Tulane prior to Ole Miss coming to town there in New Orleans. So, all right, uh, practice this morning. Neil's got to get out there now, and then we'll have coverageribblegrub.com. Kiffin speaking after practice today, and then Wednesday and Friday are their media availabilities. So uh, back in the studio with you tomorrow morning for another podcast. Take care, and we'll talk to you then. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. 
The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.